0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by UE Insurance. Trustpilot rated us five stars for performance. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think UE. Welcome to another NRL.com fantasy podcast. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Dom Brock to go through all the round 11 team lists. There's been changes, there's been droppings, there's been returns, there's been a few surprises. Um, Dom, I feel like it's mostly good news though for fantasy coaches. It depends
1: which cheapies you have, I think, in your team is True. The, uh, the short answer. Good news for at least one of them, bad news for a couple of them, I think, this week. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting for the trade decisions this, this round.
0: It certainly will. It all kicks off at Bankwest Stadium on Thursday night, the Battle of the West, Eels against the Panthers. Eels have some changes. Um, So they've got Micah Sivo back, who we sort of were angling towards people holding more for For the buy round, more for buys. Um, But you'd think potentially a chance of a big score, just given how Penrith have been going lately. Um, They've got Blake Ferguson's gone to centre with Takarangi to the forward pack. Tepai Moiroa is out, Uh, we think possibly head knock related Mm -hmm. after going off Last week, um, they're the main ones. Uh, fantasy-wise, what do you got?
1: Yeah, they're the, they're the main ones, as you say. Sivo, uh, probably a hold for another couple of weeks. He could get a few tries against uh, Penrith. Uh, Reid Marnie's still going pretty strong. Made a lot of tackles last week. More tackles, tackles. tackles than
0: fantasy points. Yeah, which
1: does happen sometimes <laughs> for hookers, but you'll take that when it's, the number is 59. Um, so he's still a hold. He's probably you know borderline keeper mm. for the season at this rate. Uh, Mitch Moses is scoring 50 points a game as well on average. Mm. Um, he's not doing that consistently, but you know if you're desperate for a left-field halves option, I mean, there's a lot of halves um, up for grabs this year. Yep. Uh, ideally, you get which one of the Blues options doesn't play Origin next week if you're looking for one but yeah Moses is a left field mm. one if you want him
0: and does play round 12 obviously Yep. they're up against the Panthers who have more changes because they made changes and they didn't seem to work uh, Mansour comes back a Lesniak drops after captaining the, the Kiwis with a plum mm. late last year been shuffled around between fullback wing and centre and now he's uh, spending a week out um, bit of a almost comical collision with uh, Dylan Edwards when they went to field a bomb last week so he gets a week to think about that one uh maloney suspended you would think all but putting paid to his um origin hopes if they weren't already jerome luai comes into the starting team Regan campbell gillard who made 200 odd meters in reserve grade last week comes back into the starting side um a few other shuffles in the forward pack possible cheapy liam martin benched um yeah a bit going on there
1: yeah bad news if you've got liam martin and we're hoping for you know some quick money Um, Nathan Cleary should probably benefit from uh, Maloney being out this week. He should get a lot of kick meters.
0: Um, Was Maloney taking many of them? I haven't really checked. A
1: little bit. I mean, it wasn't like Cleary's been getting these monster um, kick meter counts that he has uh, before in the past. But, um, yeah, ideally he gets a few attacking stats as well. Cleary, which he hasn't been getting a lot of recently. Uh, He's still scoring all right. Got 45 last week in a pretty bad losing effort for his team. So if they get close to the eels and he gets a few conversions and kick meters and tackle breaks, he could score quite well. Um, Yeah, If he misses origin, he becomes a pretty good buy, I think. But the safe option, if you don't have him yet, is to wait till the next round after the team's picked.
0: Yep, and uh, I mean, there's not a lot going on fantasy-wise. You mentioned Liam Martin, I think it was 32 with a try yeah. last week, so not much in terms of rapid scoring there. James Tamo scoring pretty good. Um, yeah. Really seems to be shouldering a load as the, the sole club captain at the moment.
1: Yeah, he's one of those probably keeper front rowers this year. He's not quite in the Fafita or Payne Haas bracket, but um, getting 50 points a game.
0: Does play uh, around 12, assuming he doesn't get an origin recall, so that's um, one thing in his favour. Moving on to Lotto Land, 6pm on Friday. The uh, quite impressive Seagulls host the Titans. Um, They've been going... You know, better than expected just given the um, the calibre of troops that they've got uh, missing. I don't think they've made any changes at all. Uh, fantasy-wise, I thought Jake Travoyvich, um 45, was a bit underwhelming given that he had a try assist line-break assist early on last week. Um, Ruben Garrick after one good score against the Dogs a couple of weeks ago, bordering on a sell. Um, a few people asking about Dylan Walker. He was boosted by a try in his um, first NRL game of the year. Um, fantasy-wise, power has been a bit underwhelming. Um, is that about cover the main ones? I think that
1: covers it. Yeah, to Um you, you'd hold because he plays the bye round if you're interested in overall points. Um, but otherwise, he's probably a, a rung down from those real elite scorers. Um, if you had to guess, you'd say he's going to score maybe right on 50 points a game from here on out, or even a bit under that. Um, Rothen, Truboy- yeah, yeah should score better than that, but has origin coming up. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, yeah, Dylan Walker, I'm not sure on. He hasn't really been a, a gun fantasy player in the past, and there are better options at centre this year.
0: Mm. He's more you know, a guy who'll score big you know, once every once three in or four weeks when yep. he gets some of those attacking starts. But otherwise, I'd be steering clear. They take on the Titans, who um, would have been a little bit disappointed last week. No major changes fantasy-wise. few shuffles in the pack. Uh, Fodawaka starting. Um, Shannon Boyd returns on the bench. But, um, yeah, fantasy-wise, I guess the Cartwright losing minutes is probably worth talking about. Arrow, uh, a role goalkeeper, but with Origin looming.
1: Yeah, so Tyrone Peachy going back to the bench last week had the effect of Bryce Cartwright not playing 80 minutes anymore. He came off the bench, played in the second row. Um, that looks like happening again this week, we think. Uh, mm. Cartwright's break-even's up in the high 30s, so he's probably peaked. Um, he does play next round. The Titans play next round, so you could hold mm. him for that reason. But otherwise, so good time to upgrade, I think. Uh, Mitch Rain's going great. Um, there's news that Nathan Peets is probably only a couple of weeks away maybe from returning, so that'll be the end of Mitran you'd expect as a fantasy option, but he's done his job in the meantime.
0: And Again, obviously, round 12 is, is useful in yep. the short term. Second Friday night game, the Knights up against the Roosters. Plenty of players in the Knights team um, playing their former club. Uh, Fantasy-wise, it's been the Ponga and Pierce show the last four or five weeks, uh, both going really, really well. Um, David Klemmer, who's been an absolute yeah. top drawer prop with um, a completely unforeseen spike in his tackle counts didn't have to make too many tackles in the Tri-Fest last week for his worst score of the season, um, they're probably the main ones. I had a few questions about Kurt Mann, but back on the bench, I do not see any point at all.
1: Yeah, if he does play on the bench, then obviously he's a no-go. I'd be pretty surprised. If, so they've named Connor Watson to start at 5-8 uh, this week, as they did last Tuesday. Then they switched those two around uh, for game day, and that worked pretty well. Kurt Mann played pretty well at 5 got a good try. Connor Watson got a try as well uh, from dummy half off the bench. So I kind of like that as their positions man starting um, so we'll see what happens at, at this stage as you say uh, don't buy man in case he does come off the bench um, yeah Clemmer uh, low score just because he didn't have to do too much to t- defending I think that won't be the case this week they've got a really tough run coming up the Knights Roosters this week then I think Souths and Melbourne in the next yeah, two games with a bye in between there. those so uh, the Knights could be on, on the end of some uh, some losses, perhaps. You could see Ponga's scoring could drop, Mitchell Pierce's scoring could drop, but,
0: you know, as it stands, they're both going great. Yeah, true. Um, they take on the Roosters, who uh, were surprise losers, I guess, last week to a pretty, um, mm. you know, resilient and impressive Broncos team, although they were obviously coming off a, a very short turnaround from Magic Round with injuries in Magic Round, and then losing uh, Takiaho early on last week. Takiyahu's been named uh, despite going off with of that groin strain last week. James Tedesco's had a really big fortnight after some up-and-down scores. Uh, Latrell Mitchell hasn't really recaptured that form of a few weeks ago. Obviously had that uh, a groin strain of his own a couple of weeks ago and has played through that. Uh, fantasy-wise, uh, Crichton's probably the other one, actually, big score. Yeah, Crichton, week. big
1: score, got 70. Um, it shouldn't really be a surprise that Latrell Mitchell's not scoring 98 points every week or having massive games every week that's what he's like Mm. Um, Yeah, Tedesco getting a few consistent scores now which is good, obviously origin around the corner Um, those two are the main ones, I'm still not quite convinced that Crichton's going to be a consistent scorer, what do you
0: think? Well, I mean, let's bear in mind that Boyd Corner was out last week yeah, and he returns, and he's exactly. been such a big focal point as that sort of left side back rower. So I think he uh, probably takes a few more um, carries this week, which uh, isn't going to help Crichton score wise and potentially Crichton in in the Origin frame as well. So if you've got him, then yeah, should keep playing him, but definitely not a buy for me at the moment. Yep. Uh, Super Saturday kicks off down in Canberra. The Raiders hosting the Cowboys. Um, big news for this one is Joe Tarpeny. Now, I feel like we've been not guaranteeing that Tarpeny is going to be back earlier, but mm. sort of hinting that he was yeah, definitely, definitely in the frame for an early return um, on this podcast and the, the fantasy preview shows for a couple of weeks. And it's happened even earlier than what we probably thought. I was um, pretty hopeful when I bought Hudson Young a, a week or two ago that he was at least going to be um, the, the main guy through the, the round 12 buy. Uh, Tarpany named on the bench, so I don't know. Do we think he comes on and takes a few minutes off Hudson? Hopefully
1: not. Having all <laughs> support, Hudson Young. Um, he has played a fair bit off the bench, so they could just use him off the bench. As they've named, either way, it doesn't look like Hudson Young can be guaranteed massive minutes with a much more experienced and probably better player in the same position on the bench. So um, we'll see what happens. If you've got him already, uh, Young, then you know, hold on and hope for the best. Um, they'll lose Josh Papali for Origin. Anything else? Not really. So that at least could maybe mm. mean more minutes for, for Young if they reshuffle things a bit uh, next round. But, uh, yeah, not a great sign in the meantime. Uh, Nick Kotrick in the centres again. Yeah. This week scored pretty well. Last week, 55. Um uh, I have heard if he does stay in the centers for the next few rounds, he could become dual position after round 12, which would make him an interesting yeah. option. You know, at worst, a kind of back up to your top 13, but um, yeah, possible you know mm. keeper or cover you know cover option for the centers or winger fullback. So see how he goes this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd think you know if he keeps playing well, Joey Lalau was out for the season, so yeah. spot's probably his. Um, you know, moving forward, um, potentially. I mean. Could play himself into a Blues jersey if he goes well Mm. enough this week. Uh, Who's really sure? Him and Croker and White have all been spoken about for those Blues backline spots. Uh, Chance equal clock stats. Still, like, not really breaking out the the big scores, but still going reliably. For me, he's probably a hold through round 12 and then an upgrade target. Yep. Yep, sounds right. Um, No one else in the forward pack, really, for fantasy. No, let's have got the Cowboys. Um, they were good enough to get the Eels last week. They did lose Ben Hampton to a biceps injury. He's out long-term. Gideon Geller mosby the speedster, gets his first start of the year. Uh, Josh Maguire in the um, the extended reserves, a chance of returning. Um, the main talking point, probably Tamalolo's huge score, around 12-scorer.
1: Yeah, ticks a lot of boxes, Tamalolo. He played the full 80 last week, which is rare for him. Scored 76. Didn't do anything amazing like he had a try disallowed or held up or something. Um, so it could have been a monster score. But
0: Held up and uh, Shepherd on the lead up, yes, I think. Yes, okay, a, a twofer. But
1: um, <laughs> yeah, without you know, playing the house down, still scored 76, which is a very encouraging sign. He won't play 80 minutes too often. He might not do it again, uh, especially if Maguire's back in the team this week. Um, it was a big question mark at the start of the season when people were interested in Tamalolo, how we were... Uh, a bit quiet on him because of Maguire and John McLean well, yeah. and Matt Scott. Like it's a lot of you know, star middle forwards in that team. You know, how many minutes and hit ups can Tamilella expect to get? Um, they haven't really played together that much this year, Maguire and Tamilella haven't been fit at the same time too often. Yeah, well,
0: are in- had that big long delay after getting hurt in round two and then when he got yeah. back Maguire was out
1: exactly so that one game in round one they did both play Tuola had a wow of a game and scored 75 or something so that's a good sign but you know who knows he could be playing in the middle and playing 55 minutes a game which could mean scores of 50 to 55 which is fine but not you know
0: the fireworks he had in the weekend either way pretty solid by at, at worst for, for round 12. Yep, we've also got uh, Jake Granville named in the starting side at the time of recording. We're not sure if he's going to pass his uh, judiciary challenge or not, yep. um, but that uh, Kurt Baptiste on the bench will probably get a, a big-minute go, but far too short-term to be an option either way. Second game on Saturday, the Warriors take on the Broncos in the Cody Nicarima Cup. Um, he'll be able to prove a point against his former team. Um I don't know. Have you got much fantasy-wise for these guys? from Burr's a sell.
1: Yeah, Burr's a sell. Patrick Herbert's been good. He's been kind yeah. of a... I think because he had a couple of quietish games, you know, 30 points scores, which is fine, and there'd been so many other centres that um, everyone had bought by the time he arrived. Everyone kind of missed him, but he's been rock-solid um, and then had a big game on the weekend with about 60. got a try, so... Against Penrith, though, so, yeah. He's he's sure, yeah, <laughs> put a little <laughs> asterisk there, but, um, yeah, I mean, he could end up being a better, uh, you know cash cow than guys like Bronson sherry and lomax who are more popular in fantasy so you know well done if you bought him if you haven't it's probably a bit late it's, it's already
0: made 130 ish exactly yeah um otherwise you know rts will be good all year yep that about it no well, that looks like it to me have a look at the broncos who've got well it's the pain harsh show is. and if you don't have him already what are you doing um genuine captaincy option at the moment Possibly played himself into the Blues squad for, for round one, if not, um, you know, the game two or game three of the series. Just absolutely crushing into in the middle. Huge minutes, huge tackle and run meter and bust counts. Got a try as well. Last week stormed his way over for 81. Um, really a legitimate fantasy captaincy option, the way he's going at the moment. Um, it's probably about it. We talked about Turpin um, not being a, a buy once they signed James Seguiaro. It's been alright it, you know. Well good the first odd. week and then 34 and exactly. 50. Odd At least it's
1: holding that starting spot so better than it could have been for those who bought him already. Um, yeah, Haas has been amazing. It's it's rare for a uh, you know a teenager to be hyped so much before um, getting a proper run in a first grade team and then live up to the hype so quickly yeah. like uh, he's been amazing. Uh, he looks like being a fantasy superstar for Know, yeah, know, 10, 15 years or something crazy. Mm. He's, he's 19 years old. So, uh, yeah, definitely a captaincy option. Uh, Tom Dearden's
0: been fine. I mean, that, Could have been better. A couple of mid-30s and then 20 was against the Roosters, who I know the yeah. Broncos won, but it was still a very grinding, low-scoring exactly. game. He missed a few tackles. So he'll have a lot easier games, if not pretty much every game easier than that one for the, the rest of the year. So I'm yeah. assuming probably mid-30s.
1: Again, he's very young. Once he gets the hang of... Uh, first grade and gets a few assists and, and whatnot then he could you know easily get a, a few 50, 40s or 50s and, and boost his score quickly.
0: Yeah, Milford's a little bit of a point of difference option in the halves. He was surprisingly quiet as well, despite the loss on the weekend after a boom of the week before. Um, takes us through to the final Saturday game the Bunnies up against the West Tigers um, South still getting the job done with uh, just a expanding list of injuries and, and absences um, they're missing Alex Johnston obviously GI at the start of the year you know Braden mm-hmm. Burns still out Cole Turner broke his toe they've now got Ethan Lowe playing in the centre he's Maweni Haradi on the wing Corey Allen had a pretty good game at fullback although he didn't really uh, translate that into any fantasy scores but I thought he played well um Sam Burgess just G- gave up twenty points <laughs> and,
1: and penalties and what, yeah, missed tackles as missed well. Missed tackles,
0: I think. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think he had five penalties in the like half an hour into the game. It was yeah, crazy.
0: it was almost five straight just against him. And it was yeah, yeah. Probably lucky to avoid
1: uh, Simbin bit, at some point. Um, yeah. So if you've got him, hold him, I
0: guess, for the first buy round. But then look yeah, elsewhere he's not what he used to be in fantasy. I'm um, kind of hoping that Cameron Murray doesn't quite make the 17 for New South Wales, although I fear that he Is will. Is there
1: any chance they don't pick him?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was doing my team um, the other day, and it basically, if you rush Payne Haas in, um, I would start... Al Finucane at lock and bring Jake Trevojevic off the bench to do what he did last year so well yeah the it's p- Finucane versus Murray I guess for that I th- the, it looks like that yeah lock kind of position I mean unless they want an extra big body and go a McLean or so on but I feel like it's a, a McLean or Haas for that yep. bench prop situation or second prop situation, and then it's between Finucane and Murray for the sort of the more lock-type role. Oh,
1: fingers crossed for fantasy that uh, Finucane gets
0: the nod. Could really use Murray available in round 12, really could. Um, Damien Cook certainly won't be available in round 12. He's scoring well. Um, had a few questions about Allen and Harodi as potential cash cows. Harodi got 34 with a try. Yeah, and their job security
1: can't be great with... Um, yeah, Braden Burns in a few weeks coming back. Mm. Johnston a few weeks coming back. What are their uh,
0: return dates? Johnston three more out, apparently. He's yep. due to miss about four, and yeah, Braden Burns probably just after that. Similar, yeah. So, yeah, very, very short term by the looks of things for those two. Agree. They take on the Tigers. Um, no major changes here. Mahe Fanua, I don't think he's injured. I think he's just been dropped potentially for that rushing up and missing the tackle that you know, you're not going to pin the whole loss on him, but it was a poor play at the end of the game against the Storm yep. uh, that proved costly. So Paul Momorowski comes in for him. Robert Jennings moves out one spot. Probably most of the chatter fantasy-wise around the Tigers has been um, to do with Robbie Farrer and his minutes. Um, Jacob Little hasn't really been taking too many off him so far.
1: Didn't take many off him at all last week. No. <laughs> on the bench the whole time. Um, yeah, previous two weeks, he played 18 minutes. In one of those games, Farrow was off for 18 minutes. The other one, he played the full 80. So, I mean, it's only been three games, so not a huge sample size. But so far, you'd have to think Farrow plays 80 unless the Tigers are... Well, unless it's a lopsided result either way, I
0: guess. Um, the only time he's gone off is in that big win over the Panthers. I think it's more that it was just so close and so tense against the Storm that they didn't want to. They didn't want to make panic that and Take off the experience player. But I yeah. feel like more often than not, Little's probably going to take the last fifteen to twenty off Farah, or well, Little could come on after fifty minutes yeah. and Farah I mean, sort of shifts out. And... It's a, it's a
1: really tricky one to predict. There are you know a lot of teams now play two hookers for part of the game with the starting hooker staying on. Yeah. Um, so. You could go either way. I mean, he's been he's been great for them this year. Farah and, and Benji as well. And that experience is really handy. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they play him the full eighty all the time. It's it is really tricky if you're sizing up whether to buy him or not. You kind of want to see, as I said, a bit more of a sample size before you can confidently expect him to play eighty every week. And if Farah doesn't play eighty, like if he does play sixty-five some weeks, eighty other other weeks, is he still a buy?
0: Yeah, I'd rather look elsewhere. I mean, the, the other one we'll get to in a minute. McKinnis has potentially got a bench hooker to worry about yep. as well. So it sort of brings Cook and Smith just so far above the rest Yeah, in terms of security. The trick,
1: I guess, is that Farah's price has dropped a fair bit because of that uh, oh, yeah. injury. So <laughs> you're in that delicate situation. The time to get him is probably now because his price will start taking off again soon if he does start scoring well. But now is, you know, it's a tough time to guess if he's going to... Um, get those big minutes so yeah. I don't know it's a gamble
0: it is a gamble we're Uh, split
1: I think he'll play big minutes you think he probably won't I
0: think he's probably going to average 65-ish from here on and you think he's probably going to play 80 more most weeks but we'll we'll see we we shall see Uh, takes us through to Sunday um, the Bulldogs take on the Storm. Um, almost got them a few weeks ago in what was a breakout game for Jade Nockenbohr, who sadly misses this one. Uh, he's done an injury to his foot. Someone uh, landed on the sort of the back of his heel late in that win over the Titans last week, and he's done a Frank injury, which is usually a three months plus, you know, surgery, really delicate one. But apparently his isn't too bad, and they don't think it will need surgery. So it's probably more like four to six. But for our purposes, he's certainly a sell, which uh, is annoying for those who are still holding him because he. Came good last week. Scored a couple of tries in fifty, and, and legitimately played well mm. as well. I know he scored forty odd a few weeks ago, despite not having a great game. But yep. look like he's sort of refound his mojo. So that's uh, you know frustrating for him and, and for his fantasy owners. Um, that's pretty much the only change, I think. Christian Crichton comes in for him. Forward pack looks about the same. Um, yeah,
1: unchanged. Otherwise,
0: Aiden Tolman. Tolman, how good? S- still going. So sixty four
1: last week. Um, yeah, big minutes, big points most week. Uh, one of their keeper front rowers at this stage. Doesn't look like it's going to change at any point. Um, Dylan Knapp is back and hasn't yeah. really affected things. So, yeah, Tommins proving an excellent buy this season.
0: I agree. I can't really see anyone else worth worrying about in fantasy in that forward pack. Don't think so. No, They've cool. been changing up a bit and losing games. So. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, is it. Nice one. Move on to the storm. Um, here. A, lot of, a lot of people jumped on uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, seduced by that very, very low break even after he um, shredded the eels in half an hour in magic round. Backed it up against the Tigers, a long-range try, 70-odd points. Um, fantasy coaches, as they do, clamouring for the, uh, the young gun to keep the spot. But... Um, Jerome Hughes recovered from a head knock. He's back. Pappenhausen is benched. And I'm probably looking at, I reckon, 10 to 15 minutes per game from here on in.
1: Yeah, so it's one of those funny things for, uh, you know, people who got him last week were cheering on the weekend when he had that amazing long-range try and just a great game in general. Try save as well, I think. And everyone else was kicking themselves. They didn't get him. And now, a few days later, it's, it's, you know, vice versa. People who bought him are stuck with a probably low-minute bench Fullback Um, He's It's a tricky one His minutes in the first Four games he played Were really low And he scored about Ten points a game Yeah Uh, As you'd expect from a a, You know Bench fullback He's only going to Fill in really Either play a few minutes Just to Just cause A bit of spark at the end or, Or fill in if there's an injury Yeah Um is that going to change now that we've seen what he can do? What now I that Bellamy's so.
0: changed? I mean, they're going to Bellamy's not going to change his whole structure to try and get a, you know, a, a fast and talented twenty-year-old more game time. He's going to do what's best for the team, and you know, I know Jerome Hughes was probably behind Scott Drinkwater at the start hmm. of the year, but I think that was more around Bellamy making a statement around Hughes's fitness coming back from Kiwi and, camp. And Hughes has been really good this year yeah. as well, really solid, um, good playmaker, and and adds a
1: fair bit. So. Yeah, I think the biggest chance uh, for Pappenhuysen is whether if if they really change things up and drop Brody Croft and move Hughes to halfback. Croft wasn't yeah. great last week. He
0: um, hasn't been great most of the year, really. Exactly. So
1: that, that is, I think, still in play. Um, Hughes played a good chunk of last season in the halves. I think That's they true. want Croft to be the long-term halfback. He is, you know, more the, the Cooper Cronk type. Yeah. <laughs> um, although not quite of of that quality just yet. So, uh, yeah, that's the big chance. But in the meantime, uh, definitely don't... By the young kid.
0: I know. I can hear all the fantasy coaches tearing their hair out. What are you doing, Craig? Can't you see how good Pappenheisen is? Yeah, but look
1: how many points he scored. Put him in your take, team, But
0: Take the fantasy cap off for works. a second. And yeah, he's Craig Bellamy really going to ditch uh, a fullback who's got the combinations with all the other playmakers. He's been playing good all year. He's won seven from nine, I think, the games he's played. So uh, might just have to um, wait a little bit on Pappenheisen as and, a.
1: And even if he did start, he's not going to score 60 metre tries every book, week like two. he has
0: in the last two weeks. So. Yeah,
1: he's not going to be a 70-point player.
0: 100%. That brings us through to the last game of the round. Dragons hosting the Sharks down at Wynn Stadium. And the Dragons have rung the changes. And I think this is mostly good news for fantasy coaches. Um, If you were, for some reason, still holding Michaela Ravalawa, he's been dropped. Um, Matt Dufty, the fullback has also been dropped. Zach Lomax, who's sort of gone from not in the team to shuffling between centre and wing, he's now the new fullback. I don't think I've seen him play fullback before. I didn't even realise he was much of a fullback, but hopefully that boosts his stats because his scores have been uninspiring. Yes. Um, Even, I think it was 23 with a try.
1: He's scoring a fair few tries and he still isn't posting big scores. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully fullback gives him a few more chances to break some tackles. Uh, He's not kicking goals anymore either, which is... Slightly annoying for those who have him, yeah. Um, but yeah, the fullback thing should be good. He did bump out to the wing last week when Aitken came off the bench. Do, are they running with the bench outside back this week? Have well, they no, abandoned Ait- that? so
0: Aitken came on, like came from the bench, and then Ravalawa got subbed off, and Lomax shifted out wide. Um, so the new face on the bench is Reese Robson who is a young hooker, so that's potentially bad news for Cameron mm. McInnes' owners. Um, don't know if they're going to do the whole Robson comes on a dummy half and McInnes shifts out to roaming lock or if he just yeah. goes for a rest, but a little bit of a worry for uh, McInnes, certainly a hold if you've got him, but I don't think I'll be buying him just at the minute with that uncertainty. It is a bit more of a traditional uh, make-up of it. <laughs> probably, league, probably league team having a hooker on the bench rather than a an outside back. So yeah, let's see how that works against the sharks. Mm. Ever since Kurt Mann left, it's it's been like Nightingale or Aitken or someone. It's just yeah, hasn't quite been working out um, with their bench utility. But early let's, days. Wait and see how that one f- finishes up. Sharks are unchanged. Um, the talking point there is Matt Moylan named in the um, the extended reserves. He's uh, aiming to come back from a hamstring injury. So if he plays. What do you think happens to the rest of the team? Uh,
1: the likely thing seems, and the thing that would be best for fantasy coaches, is if Aaron Gray goes, Dugan goes to the wing, Moylan at fullback, nice and simple. Um, there's prospects of other things. I mean, theoretically, he could go straight into the halves and bump Kyle Flanagan out, although Flanagan's been pretty good yep, so far. Um Dugan could go to the centres and bump Bronson Cherry out. Um, but again, Sherry's sure kind of missed a few scoring chances, but he's obviously got a lot of talent. I think they'll keep him in the team for a bit. So... Uh, who knows, but yeah, that'd be my guess. Gray out.
0: Mm. You? I That's what I think would be most likely to happen. Obviously, Dugan's had some um, some troubles at the back with his his handling mm. and fielding kicks. I think he had three errors last week, a couple of them costly, so uh, putting Morland at fullback, which is his best spot. Um, and Dugan, I mean, centre's probably Dugan's best spot at the moment, but um, yeah, with Josh Morris and Bronson Sherry there, you'd think Dugan to the wing for Aaron Gray is probably the best for the team in the short term. That
1: is the risk if, if they're you know, worried about Dugan fielding kicks anywhere, then getting him off the wing is probably a good idea as well and playing him at
0: centre, in which case, Sherry's probably the first to go. They're not going to drop Morris. so Certainly not dropping Morris, yeah. I did see uh, Jeff Tuvey on NRL teams with Zach Bailey and Brett Kamali say that he thinks Moreland should come straight back into the halves, just get him around the ruck, his hands on mm. the ball as much as possible, add a bit of spark. Um, the other talking point there is Chad Townsend almost didn't play last week. He's got a bit of a bulging disc issue mm-hmm. in his back, so they might even... Um, be forced to rest him, and Moreland might come in at six, six and Flanagan plays so. seven. So. Who knows? Uh, Andrew Fafita played despite a hamstring scare, uh, scored 70, so seems pretty indestructible at History the moment. Yeah, yeah it's, it was 71 last time he shouldn't have played due to yeah. a hammy injury. So declining a little, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, <it's> very slowly. <laughs> Next time we're in. still great. Kirk Capel should have been sold by now. Did a great job at the start of the year, but 12 missed tackles is just a few too many.
1: Yeah. It's almost impressive he's done that twice this year. <laughs> In one game 12 tackles. so.
0: I'm impressed. I don't know if um Yeah. John they Morris is they don't play round 12 either the sharks, so yeah, get rid of him now if you haven't already. 100%. Uh that's all the team changes. Let's have a look at some questions. We'll start off with hands me refresh the old Twitter feedback. Um, start with Alistair, who says, is Kurt Mann worth a pick-up as an emergency? Uh, I think this was sending post-team list, but definitely no if he's on the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm guessing he will start, um, but yeah, listed on the bench at the moment, the Knights could change things up a fair few times uh, between now and the end of the season, so seems pretty risky. The positions he covers in fantasy are half and hooker, I
0: think. Is we it? had a, We
1: had a lot of... <laughs> It was a tough one to. to a couple decide, of players who had about five
0: season. positions, and we weren't quite sure where to put them. But yeah, those positions are pretty high
1: scoring anyway, so it's not yeah, like. Yeah, half
0: a hooker. If he was a wing fullback, maybe, but. Yeah, yeah. so uh, probably a knot. Yep, I agree. John Maloney asks, is the Cardi party, party over? And Ricky Stars asks, Bryce Cartwright hold or sell? Uh, not an urgent sell, but I
1: think he's probably a sell if you've got a better option that also plays around 12. Otherwise, he does play around 12. His price won't drop too much in the next two weeks. Um, you know, all points are good points. So. Yeah,
0: sell after around 12 if you uh if you Unless
1: want you round can bring school. in a. Maybe if you're an upgrade to Tumulolo or another gun playing around 12, there aren't that many of them.
0: Mm hmm. I can, I mean, for my own personal trades, I could straight swap Cardi to Tamalolo and spend the bank that I've saved up, but then it also seems silly to sell a, a buy round scorer now. You
1: get more buy points from Tamalolo?
0: Yeah, knows? but I mean, I could, yeah. Yeah, get Someone else. I don't know who. Okay. Anyway.
1: To sell for me, it's a, I'm
0: not, I'm <laughs> not sure <laughs> i to seek um, Chris Woody uh, wants to sell Flegler to Harati for buy around coverage and freeze up some cash. Very short-term move. Very short-term. I think Haradi will be gone in a few weeks. I I mean, the the advantage there is you do free up the cash, you do get the round 12 score, and then he'll be out of the team, so you've got a potential loophole flexibility and he won't be, you know, dropping cash or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is he, 246, so um, base is 212. I would guess there would be at least one base price player in round 12. I mean, usually when buyers come, there are players who pop up out coming. of nowhere and they play one game, uh, maybe two games and disappear, so there could be better options. On the other hand, if you wait until next week, Harodi's going to jump in price a bit more. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer someone who's definitely going to be around for a while, unless you want a, a red dot in your team for loopholes or something, mm. as of you know three weeks from
0: now. But yeah, I prefer having some depth, so... Yeah, I probably wouldn't be buying him. Yep. Christian Bullock, thoughts on buying Dylan Walker? No. Yeah, no no, for me as well. Uh, Brad Hinchco took a punt on Matt Dufty a few weeks back. Um, unfortunately, who's the best option to trade him that plays round 12? Uh, it's a
1: tricky one. I mean, there's no real cheapies that mm. are
0: guaranteed to play
1: uh, that are in this week. I'd, if you don't have to... Get a scorer this week. Wait a week and see what happens. Next week's team list could have a few surprises uh, with Origin players out. So uh, yeah, as I say, you could get a, a 212k uh, scorer for round 12. Otherwise, yeah, upgrade to someone who's a definite cash cow keeper. But it's not a huge week for the cash cows this week.
0: Yeah, it definitely isn't. Uh, Scott McCormick is looking to sell Bryce Cartwright and uh, Blake Laurie for Tamalolo and Kenny Bromwich. Um, I like both the cells <laughs> and I like Tamalolo as a buy. We're still not sold we're on Kenny can't Roberts. Make we up discussed this last week. Kenny. He got
1: 51, I think, this week, which is good Ugh. again. I mean, maybe... We're just in denial, maybe, and he's, maybe he's, he's actually
0: good. just really good now. Yeah. Um, maybe. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it either, but...
1: But uh, if you've got the faith that he'll keep this up, then go for it. I mean, it doesn't look like Steve Simpson's going to... Sorry, Joe Simpson's going to take his mm. spot anytime soon, so... He looks pretty safe. Um... Yeah, I prefer... The other thing is he, he's probably going to score low 50s, and I prefer if you can get one of those real gun second rows. Not that there's that
0: many of them this year, strangely. Um, yeah, something yeah. like Tom Lolo is safer. Yep, I agree. Bronx fan 21 asks, Is Ash Taylor a viable trade option now? Wow. 48 average over the last three. Wow, 48
1: average. That's all right. Imagine if you played well, how many <laughs> points. <laughs> so that's, that's
0: Ash. Um,
1: Poor Ash. He cops a lot. Um, I don't, yeah.
0: Someone asked me about Ash Taylor last week, and just he was so cheap. Is he I mean, option? his I season like, average no. is
1: 29, which is pretty abysmal for a yeah. dominant half. But yeah, that recent average is pretty good. He's very cheap, 436k. He just seems like a gamble, and he's not quite cheap enough to be a genuine cash cow. He's probably not a keeper when you compare him to you know, DCE, Adam Reynolds, Cleary, Munster... Mm. All these guys who will score 50 and up for the season, you'd expect. Um, He seems like that half-and-half player. But, you know, it could be a a genius move if it it works. Yeah, I
0: mean, round... Other than missing a few games with the injuries, round six he scored 11 in 80 minutes. Yeah, it's Um, good, Round seven he backed that up, 19 points in 80 minutes. I'd just be bit concerned like you wouldn't want him in your starting 17 in case that happens and then I don't know if he's gonna make enough money to be worth two trades yeah
1: last three weeks 49 51 44 which is rock-solid but he hasn't really been a consistent performer for well possibly ever
0: so yeah it's a bit of a leap of faith yep Uh, Ben Jones thinking of bringing in Munster or Adam Reynolds for Michael Morgan Michael Morgan assuming both play origin who's the better option Uh, I
1: think Munster's better if they both play Uh, Munster's definitely going to play Adam Reynolds might not Um, We'll know next week If he doesn't then he's going to be a great option for round 12 So I'd personally If you're interested in overall points See if you can delay that decision a week And then get Reynolds Or
0: get Reynolds if you have to And hope for the best Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, Your take?
0: Yeah, same. I mean, if you're playing head-to-head and not worried about buys and so on, then probably monster. but yeah, anything else, probably Reynolds. Daniel Doughton is looking to sell Laurie and Lachlan Burr, um, already sitting on 8-11 to 11 players for the buy. Um, main ones don't have being Adam Reynolds and James Tamo. Um, we'll get Reynolds if not named for origin. That's um, all good. What does he say then? Uh, should I start planning for round 14 okay. and 16 keepers or more round 12 players? I th- Look, if he's got, let say, 8 to 11 round 12 players. That's pretty good. I mean, bearing good. in mind everyone who plays round 12 doesn't play round 16 yep. and vice versa, you, you're not going to get 16, 17 players for both. And and it's not, as we've said
1: before, the bye period isn't this series of weeks where you, you know some mm. players
0: are great for the whole buy period.
1: It's just it's just two rounds, really. Um, yep. And some Origin players will miss out backing up the week after. So, yeah, I wouldn't restructure your whole team just for Origin. Um just better to if you haven't got any guns now that you want like Adam Reynolds if he doesn't play Origin or Tom Malolo, if you want to get them at some point then get them you know in the next two weeks. Uh, any others you haven't got get them later. So mm. yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah. The, the more important thing is having a, a fantastic team, going you know from Origin
0: outwards, coming you know, out yeah, um, and not burning through too many trades. You want to keep a few for sure. Levi Pierce looking to sell. Kurt Capewell to Patrick Herbert um, and Bryce Cartwright to Adam Reynolds will take up the last of his bank. Um, other than repeating what we said about Reynolds and holding off for Origin teams, I think that's all pretty good. It's all Herbert. pretty
1: solid. Herberts, you've missed a fair chunk yeah. of the cash. Um, don't get too caught up by the fact he got 60 last week. He's, yeah. you know, most of his scores have been around 30, so he's not going to be one of those elite scoring centres. He's still more of a cash cow than a keeper. The other ones. Good trade.
0: Yep. BRB Break is back. He asked best cash cow options under 300k this week. Cade Cust, Moini um seem good but very short term. Kurt Mann, okay, but minutes all over the place. Jesse Arthur's playing centre for the Titans. Almost had a couple of tries.
1: There are some weeks where there is a lot of cash cows and you're deciding which ones you get or which one out of two or three. Mm. And this is not one of those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think you, don't, you can't just rush it. I mean, you can, but, you know, Cade Cast will be gone in a few weeks when D C E comes back, so not a lot of value there. I think um, wait uh, and wait until next week's got the extra advantage of the origin plays being out, so there will be some cheapies in. You'd yeah. expect, you know, who knows what can happen. Um, there's always injuries or whatever, so there'll be there'll be more cash cows popping up, I think, at some point. There's still 15 rounds to go in the season, so... I wouldn't just jump on someone because they're cheap uh, if they haven't got much long-term job security. So I'd be avoiding cash cows this week. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, same. Agree. agree. Uh, Joel Walsh writes in, should I keep Elliot? I assume that's Brendan Elliot uh, and Bryce Cartwright for their round 12 Adam scores. Adam Elliot? Um, anyway. Single T, so in, it's interesting. Uh, benefit out. I don't know why Elliot. you probably have Brendan Elliott, but yep. Elliott Elliot and Cartwright keep them for around 12, or should I get on board with Jason Tamalolo now before his price gets out of hand? Um, can't afford Tamalolo for feeder and Cottrick by selling Cardi and Brendan Elliott.
1: I don't think Tamalolo's price is going to go crazy next week. What's it's his break-even around, high 40s? Around 50, yeah. Um, but in saying that, yeah, Tamalolo was a better scorer than. Uh, both those guys, so I quite like the trade. If you're not nervous about Josh Maguire hurting your scoring a little, mm. uh, you know, going forward, say can afford Tom Lola for mm. Fida and Cotric. Mention
0: Cotric in there, just definitely hold off a week because he's potentially a yeah. Blues winger and he's also potentially a Blues centre now. So
1: yeah, true. Yeah. And a lot of people have seen he played one game at centre and got fifty-five and think, and. Getting very excited by that, so wait and see what he does in his second game at centre. Centres don't usually score fifty points; at, like genuine centres don't normally yeah. score that many points. So, don't get too carried away by one big score. But yeah, it could be a good point of difference.
0: V uh, Sparky AU is contemplating selling Charles dickel clockstat for Zach Lomax. Now he's playing fullback. Mm. I, if you need him in your seventeen, I would not do that.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, and again, like I've got Lomax in my team, like a lot of people do. I'm happy that he's named at fullback, but it can still go either way. There's fullbacks who get really bad scores. If he has a few errors and doesn't have the tackle breaks that we're hoping for, he could easily get, you know, score in the teens or 20. Could be Jordan Carhu, Mark, two. Exactly. So uh, don't sell someone who's a pretty safe 45 scorer for him just on, a, you know, on that gamble. Um, yeah, Nico kloxad has been been pretty good. Um, most years that you know he's scoring is keeper worthy, um, mm. but this year when there's Ponga, uh, RTS, Tedesco, um, Tommy Turbo, you kind of want three of those guys in your team at some point. So yeah, he's an upgrade eventually, I think, but I wouldn't
0: downgrade him just yet. A uh, little Chet writes in needs a trade down for Jack Bird. Still considering Lomax, Walker, and Patrick Herbert. Um, mm. Again, it's just a yeah. tough
1: week to bring in a cheapie. Like, yeah. Either either they're not that cheap or they're not that safe. I'd try to hold off till next week mm. if you
0: haven't done it already. I think Walker plays around 12 at least. but Yeah. How, how much does this... I haven't considered Walker, to be honest. How no, cheap I haven't is he? considered him at all. Yeah.
1: He must be pretty um. cheap if everyone's excited. No, he's not that cheap. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really rate any of those as a buy this Smart. week. Wait till next round. Definitely. Uh, Paul Burns out of Micah Sivo, Zach Lomax, and Bronson Sherry, which is the best one to sell? Thinking about bringing in Cook and Munster. Uh,
1: tricky one. I've got all those and we'll keep all those. None of really sells
0: just yet. I mean, Sivo um, and Sherry are both coming towards the end of their... Yeah, they um, really need a big score, like our Boy did last week. To kick it back along, to, yeah. Yeah, or Sivo
1: did a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they could easily get it. Like they're all capable of getting, you know, one or two long-range tries. Lomax is the one who hasn't really scored well in any games yet. So, but this is his chance, I guess, at fullback. Yep. So, um,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's my <laughs> I'm keeping all of them personally. Yeah, ideally. Um, and probably hold off on origin players, like we said. Braden Rowe writes in, if Joe Tarpany plays, who do you predict him taking more minutes off? Um, Would it be Hudson Young? In that case, would you start Young or would you start Corey Harawira-Naira, considering he also lost minutes to Reese Martin last week?
1: I don't know. I mean, CHN got 100 a few weeks ago. Does that carry some weight? (laughs) He then went straight back to 30, so...
0: Yeah. Um, If I had both of them in my 21 and I had to play one in the 17, I think I'd go to Harawira-Naira. I mean, Hudson Young's only been getting 40s in 80 minutes, really. Yeah. Harry Berenai can still go big, and if he doesn't lose too many minutes, he's probably got more upside.
1: He got a good score last week as well,
0: I think, 58. So, yeah, let's go with him. Yep, definitely. Um, Peter writes in, who do you think are this year's must-have halves? (laughs) We've had this one before, I think. Uh, Are there. It's not that easy. Are there any? It's the one position where there aren't. I mean, Reynolds is going pretty well. Munster's been very good. Um cleary, especially if the Panthers can get their form back will probably be amongst the best. DCE was the best before he got injured and probably will be coming it's out. It's
1: probably of DCE. But yeah. He's you know, injured and really expensive. Um, so don't get him yet. Apart from that, it's really strategic stuff about when to buy the other guys. So like Mitchell Pierce was a great buy three weeks ago. It's proved he's been he got really cheap and he's been fantastic since then. So um, I think out of those what you list four or five guys Um, get two or three of them and hopefully when they're pretty good value or if you can afford DCE, uh, get him. So, yeah, I think DCE is maybe the only must-have, but even then, just two Mm. or three of the others and you're probably doing fine.
0: Yeah. And obviously it come back to the rest of your squad balance as well. Yep. Uh, I think that's all of the questions for this week, so um, I don't know, I think I'm probably going to hold off on the trades this week. Might make one still looking at Tamalolo, but um, again, think I might just hold off a week on that one.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing this week. Yeah, I haven't gone tradeless yet, or, or year so, that would feel weird if I do nothing. Yeah, I probably haven't either. i probably need to start
0: putting <laughs> a handbrake on at some point. Um, anyway, thanks for joining us. Obviously stay tuned to NRL.com. We've got the Fantasy Weekend Preview Show on Wednesday, the late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday afternoon, um, Steve Renoff podcast on Wednesday, Jamie Sauer podcast on Friday, Lone Scout Q&A Thursday morning, or your uh, late breaking news and late mail um, as it comes to hand. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. and We'll be back this time next week.